Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, hey Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Reddit stories, of course. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from a throwaway account from the Relationship Advice subreddit and says, My 40 male wife, 36 female, was seen holding hands with another man. My wife, 36 female, and I, 40 male, have been together for five years and got married last year. We definitely have our ups and downs, but we're generally happy. On Friday, she went out with people from her work for Christmas drinks and arrived home around midnight absolutely hammered. She just said she had a good time and went straight to bed. Yesterday, I got a message on Instagram from an anonymous account, claiming to be one of her colleagues saying she'd been flirting all night with one of the guys from the office, 44 male, and they'd left together about 9 to walk to the train station. The colleague had a couple more drinks then went to the station herself and says she saw my wife walking hand in hand with a guy through the station at about 10.45. They didn't see her. Last night I showed her the message and asked her for an explanation. She claimed she was so drunk she doesn't remember anything that happened after about 8pm. I asked if she went somewhere with the guy after they left the group and she checked the location history on her phone which confirmed they'd gone to a bar near the station for about an hour. They arrived at the station at 10.40. She gave me her phone and insisted I check it and there were no suspicious messages or anything. As far as I could tell, she doesn't have the guy's number in her phone and they're not following each other on Instagram or friends on Facebook. I asked if she was flirting with him and she admitted that she was talking mostly to him all night but that's just because he's the only person in her office that she has anything in common with and that they're just friends and it wasn't flirting. She mentioned this guy to me before and said, how much they have in common. I asked if they were holding hands and she said she doesn't remember but she doesn't think so. She claims to know who sent me the message and says it's a woman in the office who hates her although she doesn't know why. Today she's been in a terrible mood and we've not really spoken. So that's where we are. I'm not sure what to do. Is this as big as a red flag as it seems to be? And we're starting the comments with okay but not okay who says there's a collection of issues here. But the terrible mood today seems a big one. The information you received is largely correct. It looks a bit fishy and instead of reassurance, she is in retaliation mode. No doubt focusing on her office rival. She should be apologizing and doing what she can to defuse the situation. Getting so drunk you can't recall and focusing on a particular man and going off privately with him. I wonder what she would feel if this was something you had done. Tell her to lose the attitude and figure out how she plans to sort this out. That sloth duke replies that saying OP should really focus on this advice. She voluntarily gave up her phone for examination. Unless she has a second cell phone, chances are that she isn't having an affair. OP should check her car for it. 
If there is no affair, she should at least be attracted to him to get to a point where she is holding hands with him. That combined with the fact that she isn't going into crisis mode but is generally just pissed at her colleague points to the fact that she is just a shitty partner. Not necessarily a cheater, but a very shitty partner nevertheless. I don't know, for me in this one, you know, just the, the holding hands and flirty would be enough to, to be raising my suspicions, absolutely. And of course, I've got no proof of the situation at all. And it might be, as always, just one too many Reddit stories read. So this is giving me bad vibes. Admirable ad says your wife should be more worried about a relationship with you. But she's all about the office fight. Bro, the other person did you a solid. Now you know. Cheaters who are good use burner phones. So her phone being clean means nothing. Instead of reassuring you she's in a foul mood. Really? Time to start planning an exit. If you can reach out to the man she's left with spouse. Show her your evidence. She needs the truth as well. Start using condoms while having sex with her. Get STD checked. If she asks why the condoms, tell her your irresponsible drunken nights you cannot remember so you went for STD tests. She should do the same. Bro, for me, this is an end all. A reaction of not even considering this can harm you is telling. And a final comment from new arrival who says, so she probably wasn't blackout drunk. She most likely just saw an opportunity and left the party to spend time with a co-worker she's been talking about and had her eye on for some time. Adults don't leave a party for four hours to just walk around a train station holding hands. You are getting trickle truth. Unless she goes totally no contact with this co-worker, and that included getting a new job, the end result is you will find out she had an emotional affair and probably a physical affair that will continue as long as she works with him. So, OP does update the post and says, A few people requested an update to my last post, and a lot has happened in the last week, so here it is. I'll post any further updates on my profile. Sam came home from work on Monday and casually said that she'd spoken with the guy, Tom, and he'd confirmed that they hadn't held hands. They'd just been walking arm in arm because she was drunk and wearing heels. I asked why her colleague, Helen, would make an Instagram account, track me down and message me saying they held hands if it wasn't true. She said Helen is basically in love with Tom and made a pass at him just after his divorce, but he rejected her. I asked why Helen would feel threatened by her. She says because her and Tom are friends and Helen's a crazy jealous bitch as evidenced by the Instagram message. I asked why she went for a drink, just her and Tom. She said that according to Tom, they walked past this bar with an amazing live band playing, so they stopped in for a drink. Her only regret was doing too many shots too early and getting shit-faced. The next day, she went shopping after work and came home with a new dress. I asked what the occasion was and she said, a work Christmas party. Last week was just drinks with people from her office. The company Christmas party is on Friday. Apparently, she had mentioned this. I hardly slept that night. The next day, I decided to reply to the Instagram message to get some more info. I asked, do you think anything's going on with them? Ellen, I assume, quickly replied with a long message saying that they flirt at work and everyone's noticed. Apparently, Sam was going to be let go, but Tom put in a good word so she kept her job. Tom protects her in the office and will constantly defend her. He's also said that Sam bitches about me to the whole office and it's clear we don't have a happy marriage. I asked if she was going to the Christmas party and she said she was. She said she'd update me if anything happened. Sam finished work early on Friday so she had time to get ready. She looked amazing and I really didn't want her to go but I felt like I couldn't say anything. 
I got an Instagram message about midnight saying Sam and Tom hadn't interacted at the party, but that people from the office had decided to leave and go to a different bar. They all left just before 11 and were in the new bar by 10 past. Sam arrived home about 2am, not quite as drunk as last time and went straight to sleep. I pretended to be fast asleep. I looked at location history on her phone. After leaving the venue, she'd taken a three mile detour to a residential street, stayed for half an hour, then gone to the bar. I sent the address to Helen. She didn't reply until the next morning when she said it was Tom's house. When Sam woke up, I just asked her straight out if she cheated on me with Tom last night. She angrily denied it. I told her that I knew she'd been to Tom's house. She accused me of spying on her, called me controlling, said she was going to stay with her sister. I demanded an explanation and she said she went to his house so they could smoke a joint before heading to the bar. Then she stormed out. She wouldn't reply to my messages or answer my calls all Sunday. I called her sister who said she hadn't seen her, but she texted me later that she'd spoken to Sam and she was okay. Sam came home yesterday morning. I asked where she had been and she just said she couldn't do this anymore and wants a divorce. She went to start packing some clothes while I tried to get her to talk to me. I asked if she was leaving me for Tom. She once again denied anything inappropriate had happened between them but said my jealousy was the final straw. It's clear I don't trust her. I'm controlling. I take her for granted. She's deeply unhappy. Has been for a while. So she's gone. It looks like I'll be spending my first Christmas alone. I have no idea if she was telling the truth or if it was an affair. Weirdly, I'm not feeling too bad today, so maybe this is for the best. And we have OP's final update. It starts off, Once she was gone, Sam blocked me on all her social media and refused to return my messages or answer my calls. I ended up traveling to the other side of the country to spend Christmas with my parents. On Christmas Eve, Sam came home and took more of her stuff. I watched her on our security cameras. I tried phoning her, but she ignored my course. Christmas wasn't great and my parents were both shocked and in denial about what has happened. They had no idea we were having issues and insisted Sam would come to her senses and come home. Eventually, I just said she had met someone else. I returned home on the 27th. I've been getting sporadic updates from Sam's sister, just letting me know she's alright, but without any details. Before all this happened, we made plans to spend New Year's Eve at Sam's favorite bar in the city. I went on my own, but she didn't show up. On Tuesday night, I received an Instagram message from Helen saying that Sam and Tom had arrived at work together in Tom's car. I didn't bother replying. On Wednesday night, she sent another message saying Sam was poisoning the office against her and that Tom was pushing upper management to transfer her to another office or get rid of her. She begged me to do something. I text Sam and said we needed to talk, but she didn't reply. So the next day, I called her work switchboard, gave a fake name, and got put through. I could tell she wasn't happy to hear my voice, but she agreed to meet up after work at a local pub and talk. I got there early and she arrived 25 minutes late. She apologized for ignoring my calls and said she still cares about me and wants to end things on good terms. I said just tell me the truth. She promised that she wasn't having an affair with Tom and they were just friends. She admitted that they talk a lot in the office but insisted it wasn't an emotional affair. She understands why I was suspicious after the Instagram message but said I should have accepted her denial and trusted her. She has a lot of male friends but she felt like she couldn't hang out with them because I'd get jealous. I pointed out that 
I've never told her not to hang out with anyone, but she said I'd be in a mood whenever she'd hang out with a guy friend. She feels like we only got married to try and fix a relationship that was already broken. Our conversations have devolved into small talk and we've drifted apart. I said I'd heard that she and Tom arrived at work together. Sam said she went to Tom's after I accused her of cheating and knew it was over between us. They spent the weekend together and agreed they'd make a better couple than we did. She needed me to know that nothing happened between them until after she told me she wanted a divorce. And now they were together. And she wanted me to hear it from her before I saw it on social media. Tom was waiting outside for her in the car. All I could do was stand up and walk out. Sam texted me saying she knew I was upset but not to do anything stupid. I blocked her number. I'm not gonna lie, it was a rough night. The next day I was just numb. Didn't really do much. Over the weekend I dug out our marriage certificate so I can start divorce proceedings. I've no idea what to say to Helen so I haven't replied. I think the plan now is to try and find a new job closer to my hometown. I moved across the country to live with Sam and I've never really felt settled here. I also don't want to run into her and Tom around town. Luckily, we rent. This will probably be my last update unless something miraculous happens, so thanks for reading. I'm not buying the whole didn't cheat thing and she only got with Tom after they had broken up, etc, etc. It just doesn't feel like that to me. The whole, you know, being at his place for half an hour just to go and smoke a joint, apparently. <laughs> you know, there's an absolute possibility. There's an absolute possibility that it might be a rebound relationship, etc, etc. But all of this just feels out there to me. Apparently, these were just good friends at work, just colleagues, you know, that would talk to each other, etc, etc. But then as soon as they broke up, she went to spend like the weekend with him and then just decided instantly, just instantly like this. We'd make a better couple than I did with my husband. <laughs> yeah, it just feels off. You know, but what's your thoughts on this one? Maybe you've got a different take on the matter. Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And our next story comes from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit. Does have an update as well from Throwaway Carman. And before we do get into it, just a quick warning there's discussions of death of a pet within the story so if you want to skip it please feel free to do so you know where these timestamps are and it's titled am i the asshole for buying a brand new car even though my fiance said not to even though we needed it to me 28 male and my fiance ashley 30 female have been together for eight years i'm the only one who drives as she doesn't have a license so she relies on me when transportation is an issue going to work getting groceries etc as for my car, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> I, 
I love it when people are just blunt <laughs> like that. I've had it for five years and I do not know how I managed to make it last this long. It has nearly 250,000 miles on it. It needs four new tires, new brakes, the engine is worn and according to the mechanic, the transmission will go any day. So getting a new car was a pretty big priority, at least for me anyway. Ashley didn't see it that way. She did not want me to get a new car at all. She started an argument with me that it would be too expensive and we won't have any money for our wedding later this year if we buy one. But I have money. I've budgeted a lot and I could afford to buy a brand new car without digging into my savings and so I have plenty left in my checking. Granted, yes, I could have just bought a used car but I swore to myself to get a brand new one because I don't want high maintenance costs again. Despite showing her the numbers and everything and even agreeing that we'd still have plenty of money, she still refused. I decided that I would get a new car anyway and bought one, paid in full, earlier this week. She was extremely pissed. Since then, Ashley has been avoiding me and figuring out other costly means of transportation on her own. The way I see it, getting a new car was an absolute necessity, but she did not think so. Did I really do something wrong? Should I have bought a used car? Is there something else I was missing? There was a couple of comments Opie added in replies to people, so someone's talking about the finances. Opie said, it was purely my money and my money alone. We have separate finances. Someone says, did she have trouble with you buying a new car or just a car in general? Opie says she had an issue with me buying another car in general. She wanted me to keep my current car until it died for whatever reason. Someone says, this is a clear sign you shouldn't be married yet as your relationship is not healthy. Opie says, if you're talking about her driving license, she has tried multiple times but failed each time. But Tater Sprout says, not the arsehole. A reliable vehicle is more important than spending that money on a wedding. This old car was already a money pit. Given her reaction, I would postpone the wedding. She doesn't get to make all the decisions herself. She isn't mature enough to be married to. Isaac the Madman says, not the asshole. You are not married. It's your car, your money, and your life. Whether she sees it as a necessity or not, she has no right to be mad at you for spending your own money to buy yourself something that needed replacing. Stevie says... As you have separate finances, not the arsehole. Though, take this opportunity to take a step back and reevaluate your relationship. If you two are struggling to come to an agreement about buying a car, do you think your communication and compromisability will get better in the future? Simply because you got married. And a final comment from Jewel Cat Lady who says, Not the arsehole. She doesn't drive. You don't say if she pays for gas at all. It was your savings from your income. You just completely dismiss potentially dangerous and expensive issues. Hydroplane on overworn tires. Good luck keeping the car. Good luck keeping the car on the road and away from other cars or obstacles. Transmission goes out at speed on the freeway. But I hope you can get to the shoulder without anyone hitting you. Either this woman is completely delusional about motor vehicles and finances, or she doesn't give a fuck. Hope that you'll put the wedding on hold at least. If not, cancel altogether. So. A couple of days later, Opie comes back in to update the post and says, Hello everyone. Thank you all for commenting on my post. There is something I would like to address before getting to the update. There's a few lengthy threads about how Ashley must be using weaponizing competence since she's failed a driver's test several times. The written part she has passed, it's the driving section that she fails all the time. You see, she has ADHD and is on the spectrum, so she tenses up a lot when she gets behind the wheel. While her anxiety has gone down in recent years, driving is still a sore spot. 
Now, many of you, including me, believe that this was all just financial abuse and she wanted control of my money. Well, we were all wrong. Yesterday, I went to take care of a few errands and when I came back, Ashley came to me with tears. It looked like she'd been crying for a long time. She apologized for getting angry at me and for avoiding me. She said she knew my old car was on its last legs and knew a new one was necessary. She also understood that there would be plenty of money left. Ashley admitted she wasn't mad about the money. It was actually the memories of my old car. She only mentioned the wedding because she didn't want to sound pathetic and seemed to be the most obvious choice. You see, last year we had a 14-year-old German Shepherd that we sadly had put down after she got cancer. Ashley had her ever since she was a pup and loved her very much and so did I. Ashley was an absolute mess after that. We never took down her crate and had placed her old blankets, pillows, as well as her leash and collar in it. What does this have to do with my car? I still had her old blanket in my old car whenever we took her out. Some of her fur was still in the back seat as I almost never vacuumed the back. Ashley was afraid of forgetting her and that's why she wanted me to keep the car. I assured Ashley that I love her and that I loved her dog. If it meant anything, I took the blanket out of the car which she asked me to place in the crate. I donated my old car but the tow truck won't be there to pick it up until tomorrow so she asked to see the old car one last time. So we drove to the lot and she had a tearful goodbye over it. I took her out to eat after that to get her mind away from it. So there you have it everyone. This was never about money. And there was one more relevant comment from OP which was in response to this comment which said this relationship won't survive if she doesn't get therapy to which OP said unfortunately she takes a psychiatrist seriously but a therapist nada. And there was a lot of people sharing their stories of their attachments to their old vehicles you know some people it was like their step to adulthood if you like their step to freedom that so they have strong memories strong bonds with their first car and told their stories of how tough it was to get rid of theirs so what about you when you got rid of your first car did it affect you in any way for myself to be honest i couldn't wait to get rid of my first car it was a it was a renault clear and the clutch was a right knobhead on it some other people saying that they find Ashley exhausting, but what do you guys make of this situation? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, support, and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved, truly. And hopefully, I'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Yum, yum, yum. Let's go. See the sun shining from the windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know that today'll be a good day. Okay, I know that today'll be a good day. A, B, C, one, two, three. Drink some water. Brush my teeth. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.